Welcome to the Data Podcast. My name is Brian Ward, the creator and host of the Data Podcast. I am a coach, Marine Corps veteran, speaker, husband, and you guessed it, a dad. Are you ready to be inspired to be the best dad you can be for your family? This show will provide you with the tips, tools, and strategies to do just that. Are you a dad just going through the motions? Or are you looking to really elevate your dad game to the next level? Truth is, it is a blessing to be a dad. This is a responsibility we must take seriously. In the end, how do you want to be remembered? I hope you want to be remembered as a phenomenal dad. Your legacy starts in the home, not outside the home. If you're really ready to elevate your dad game, then make sure you bang that subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode. Now, let's get started. Data. Welcome to another episode of Data Up, everyone. Thank you guys very much for joining me. I am fired up. I've been looking forward to this conversation because the guy that I have on today is talented in what he does, and we're going to get into all of it. But I'm super excited for my good friend Eric Rhodes to join me on Data Up. Welcome to the show, Eric. Brian, thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Appreciate awesome. it. Awesome. Uh, you know, I don't. People may not know who you are, but if they don't, they're crazy because you're all over the place. Uh, you got a pretty substantial size Instagram following, Facebook, uh, YouTube, uh, and even on TikTok. I mean, I think you got over what a million followers or something on TikTok. So, I mean, you're you're pretty big in the stuff that you do. The kind of the brand that you've built. Uh, is pretty amazing. So for my listeners who don't know who you are, let's, let's dive into a back history of Eric and how I kind of, how he grew up, how he got into the things that he's doing now. And then obviously this is a dad podcast. So I want to know about your family as well. Sure. Uh, yeah. So I'm 43 years old. I grew up in uh, Northern Idaho. I now live in Boise, but grew up in Idaho, uh, kind of a smaller town and just was always in love with music. Um, I was the, the kid that was messing around and getting in trouble by playing my my parents' records and, you know, making mixtapes. And then just I was just really involved in music a lot growing up. Um, didn't really play instruments or anything like that. Um, lived a pretty normal childhood. But uh, there was a time when I got to college in 2000 at the University of Idaho, and I saw two DJs playing back to back next to each other. And I always thought I wanted to be a DJ, but didn't really... I don't know, pursue it until I saw that. And I immediately fell in love the next day. I was like, I have to do this. I went out, spent my student loan money, which I wouldn't recommend doing uh, and bought turntables, records, all of the things so that I could get my hands on and just start messing around. Um, I was obsessed, had a radio show in college for five years um, and just kind of just made it a hobby of mine and just a real passion. And then, you know, I had a career in TV news for four years. I was a, a videographer and a producer and actually got to a point. It's a really interesting tie in how I became a professional DJ actually relates to me having my first child. Uh, 20, 2010, we found out we were going to have our first baby and I was working this job that I didn't really care for, didn't make a lot of money. And the hours were bad. I was working like this kind of swing shift one to 10 PM. And I, the thought of not being able to see my, my new daughter five days a week at night and have dinner really upset me. So I decided, you know what? I'm doing this DJ thing on the side. I started doing some weddings, making a little bit of good money and decided to leave my career and start a business um, so that I could not only do what I love, but be able to help raise my 
and be there for my daughter and eventually my daughter and son. And since then I've gone all in on that. And with the motivation of being, you know, a good father, a good husband and kind of combining those two things and it's all really taken off. And now I have, like you said, over a million followers on TikTok and Instagram and I'm uh, just, um, sorry, my phone just rang. <laughs> so, uh, my phone got, uh, the screen got deleted. Uh, yeah. And so I'm just, now I'm traveling the United States doing cool events and just creating a lot of great opportunities. And, um, now I'm known for doing a lot of mashups and cool mixes online. Specifically, one of my tracks is, is going mega viral and it's Morgan Wallen chasing you with Warren G regulate. A lot of people are just in love with that. Uh, I've even, you know, had a small chat with Warren G. He wants to make it a, an official track. So a lot of really exciting things happening. Yeah. That's awesome, man. That's, I have heard that. That was, that was good. Um, well, let's, uh, how, so how many kids you have? You have one? I have two now. Two? So they're, now, they're, so I have an 11, 11 year old daughter and an eight year old son. All right, cool. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure they're probably uh, throwing all kinds of songs at you to get you to, to mash them up a little bit. A little bit of that. Yeah, for sure. And um, it's funny, my, <laughs> I'm starting to be well known too. And it, I still feel just like average Eric, you know, right. I'm still just the guy uh, that I've always been. But my wife's or my daughter uh, started softball, my wife's coaching, and they came home last night from the first practice. And uh, she's like, my daughter said, one of her teammates, mom's sister, is obsessed with me and my stuff. She's so excited that uh, her dad, like her dad is, you know, or she's on the team of who her, you know, she's obsessed with. Anyway, it's really funny. So I'm, I'm trying to get used to those things, which is really interesting. Well, I got a, I got a tip for you, what you can do now, uh, because I, I have two boys and they're both older. They're 24 and 21. And I've, I coached their teams that they were on from the ages of four, all the way up through high school. I coached all their, all their teams. And one of the things that we used to do when my boys played little league is we used to have the walk-up song. So they had each kid got to pick their own walk-up song. So when they came up to bat, the song would go on. So that way, when they walked up, now you could be that walk-up song guy. So you play, you pick, you have the kids, the girls pick their song that they want you to play and you mash it up while they walk up on, on at, you know, to bat. That's right. Actually, um, my wife told them that at the practice oh, that cool. I, I'm going to do that for them. So they're all, they got really excited. Apparently I wasn't there, but they got really excited and are ready to pick out songs and yeah, I'm going to mash them up. And I, I even do voice some voiceover work. So I'll be the voiceover now batting, you know, <laughs> that's cool. And, and I'm sure your wife volunteered you without even talking to you. <laughs> yep. I'm also DJing the, the spring uh, opening party. Oh, that's awesome. That's yeah. cool. Um, well, that's cool. Well, listen, guys, if you haven't um, seen what he's doing on, you know, you can check it out on social media, all over all the different platforms, but I highly recommend it because I stumbled across this guy. Uh, it's just one of those things where I was watching reels and I stumbled across one of your things. And I think it was the Warren G one, actually. Uh, I stumbled across and I went, wow, that's pretty cool. And then I started digging a little bit more and watching some more of your stuff. And, and then I had to follow you, obviously. And then, you know, reached out to you. And uh, I'm so, so grateful that you uh, agreed to come on. But now you've got you know, this brand that you've really built up and is taking off and it's, and it's causing you to have to, you know, travel and, and do these different functions and stuff like that. How does Eric 
balance that, you know, I mean, you're at, at events and you, your daughter's got a softball game or something you, you might have to miss. I mean, how do you balance that as a dad? It's really challenging. You know, I, when I started my business, I knew that I would be working a lot of weekends because I do a lot of weddings, private events. So even before I was traveling, it was an issue. And it's, you know, when I first went in and the kids were young and they weren't involved in sports, I really did, worked a lot, but I kept my week weekdays free so that, you know, I actually was a stay-at-home dad as I grew my business until they went into kindergarten. And as I, my business evolved, I, I became more popular and I could charge more, raise my rates. I then was able to scale back how many weekends I worked so I could make sure that I was there for a lot of activities and such. Cause it's, I could easily get sucked into this and just work every weekend and be heavily involved and just barely see my kids. But I, I knew from the beginning, I did not want that out of my life. Uh, I love my kids and that's an, I want to be there more than my dad. I had two dads actually that than they ever were. So I'm very committed to that. Now that my business has evolved and I'm traveling um, it's another challenge and it's something that my wife and I have discussed uh, a lot and I'm trying to make sure that I don't spend too much time away and that w every booking that comes, it's like, let's talk about this. Is that going to work with the kids and and all of that? And it's, so it's, it's a constant evolution um, that I, that I struggle with, but I kind of see it as seasons. I know like I'm going to, maybe spring's going to be a little bit busier for me, but during the hot summer months, not so much. So I can dedicate maybe a full month to just being with them and enjoying that time. And then in this other season, I might be away a little bit, um, but that could change over time. I don't, I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a constant struggle yeah. to, to balance all of that out. Yeah, it is. Uh, one thing that my wife and I were really good at, and, and it sounds like you guys are doing kind of the similar thing, but my wife and I make made it a note when our boys were growing up that uh, every Sunday, uh, we, the two of us would sit down and we'd plan out our weeks. My wife would say, okay, what do you have on the calendar this week? And then I would, you know, she would tell me what she has. And then we would, you know, we would make sure that we're scheduling that family time around all those things. So that way we were both there for our boys, uh, when they needed us, uh, and to be there for them. So we made sure that we scheduled those times and we did that every Sunday we walked through what our weeks were and even date nights. I mean, it's important for you and your wife to, to spend quality time together without the kids. Uh, so even those putting those on your schedule is important as well. I, I think about, you know, as, as parents, we're so good about scheduling doctor's appointments or, you know, you schedule uh, time for meetings or, or podcasts or whatever it is that you have going on. But a lot of parents forget that family should be on your schedule too, because if it's not on your schedule, it's going to get forgotten. I mean, it's going to get passed over. It's going to get overlooked and it's not going to seem like that important part that really is missing that you really need to be there for. So um, it's very important to make sure you're scheduling your time. Um, when it comes to you and, and the stuff that you're doing right now, um, have you found that your kids are, I mean, we talked about it, but your kids are enjoying it, but have you found that your kids have, maybe getting the bug, maybe, maybe your son's wanting to, to dabble around a little bit in the, in, in the music or DJ, you know, space. Yes. I've let them mess around. And when they do on the turntables, they, they get pretty locked in and are excited about it. My kids are very musical. I raised them listening to music in the car when we ate 
dinner, breakfast. I just, I, I wanted them to really be musical people. And they are, my daughter plays guitar and uh, sings a little bit. My son plays piano and, you know, are taking lessons. And I think I could see both of them wanting to actually produce and blend when they get just a little older. So it's, it's exciting for me, you know, as a dad who DJs to want see them be musical and, and possibly get involved in that as well. <laughs> That's awesome. I can only imagine the stuff that they're coming up with or trying, trying to, uh, to mash. It's, <laughs> I'm sure that, uh, I'm sure that, uh, they enjoy it. You enjoy watching them, but I'm sure it could be a riot at times. Yeah, for sure. My, my son, you know, they, they don't do too much on the, on the turntables yet, but my son has a keyboard and he has crazy sounds that he's, he's, I could tell he's just trying to manipulate and make new sounds and uh, cross, I don't know, animal sounds with, you know, the key. It's just, it's, it's fun to listen to and just him trying to be creative. Uh, and I love that. Oh, that's cool. All right. So what's your, uh, what's your favorite mashup that you've done or besides the Warren G one, what's a, what's a, what's a, that's a good one that uh, if somebody wanted to look you up and, and check it out, um, I put you on the spot because you've got a billion of them. <laughs> there's so many. Yeah, there's so many that I love them all. Um, probably this is also a hip hop country crossover that I did. It's um, Cash Out, <laughs> Big Booty. It's just like a, a booty shaking hip hop track from the 2000s mixed with Chris Stapleton. You should probably leave. Uh, it's just a great, I go back and forth between the, the, the emceeing and Chris Stapleton's singing. And it's just a, it's like they were meant for each other and it really thumps. Um, I've also been doing some crossover things with like, like I did Hall and Oates with a current, uh, Coyle Ray hip hop song. So you get this, I can't go for that beat from the seventies or eighties, I think, and a new hip hop vocal and those are those are just really fun for me to, to blend those genres in in decades oh that's cool uh yeah. i have to go back and and check some of those out i pr i probably see them because i'm telling you I, I i went through video after video after video i mean it's just it's it, it's it's cool it's awesome sounding but it's also entertaining and, it, and it's what I think that's the hook is it's the entertaining yeah. part of it. That's, that's really cool to see. And it's, I mean, you're gifted. I mean, the talent that you have to, to push that stuff together, I'm sure it came with many, many hours of practice, but uh, it's really cool, man. Really cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, I want to shift gears just a tad because you mentioned it and I think it's important for parents to hear, but when we're talking about our relationship with our own parents um, you know, I grew up, my parents, you know, after 50 years of, of being married, they're still together, still love each other and all that. Uh, but I grew up in a household that, you know, we had a lot of love for each other, but there was a lot of disconnection too. Uh, and my parents worked long hours. They were blue collar workers. They worked long hours. They couldn't always be there. I mean, I can count on one hand how many sporting events that they came to of, of games that I played in or participated in just because they had to work. Um, so I do appreciate what they had to go through to raise my sister and I, but uh, also there was that disconnect in a child or me being a young child, seeing that and seeing that my parents weren't there for me uh, all the time. Um, you talked briefly, or you mentioned it uh, briefly about your, you know, you had two dads. Um, how was your relationship with your parents? And furthering that question, uh, was there anything that you learned from them? 
that you do now or don't do now as a parent for your own kids? Yes. So I was very close with my mom growing up. Um, she was kind of my rock, my stability because my dad and her s- split up when I was really little, I think two or three years old. And then my mom remarried when I was five. And I grew up with this stepdad who he taught me things about being a man and, and growing up, but he really wasn't very loving. And in fact, was a little bit abusive at times. So, um, that was a challenge and I've learned a lot from that, what not to do. But I also learned that, um, from my mother that she was always a cheerleader, always supportive, always, no matter what was happening, she was there and showed my brother, sister, and I nothing but love and still do to this day. And, um, I think that's really important to me because I had this one side where it was negative, mean at times. And then this other side that was very supportive and, and, um, just caring and loving. So I don't know, I guess learning from that, I try to bring out what my mom brought to me, which was a lot of love and a lot of support to my kids. And if I ever, you know, you are what you, you're influenced by what you, by who raised you. And I try not to take any of that other side um, and, and bring that out because I don't want my kids to ever have to grow up feeling a certain type of way. Yeah. Um, you know, it's been said more is caught than taught and seeing the way that you grew up and what you saw, not only in your own parents or your stepdad, what I like, what I could like to call a bonus dad, but your stepdad, um, seeing the, the way that, you know, he treated you at times was great. And then other times wasn't so great. And how you've, you've kind of capsulated that in your own mind on how to raise your kids in the right way and what you don't want to do as a dad. I think the same thing with my parents, there's many qualities that I try to pass on as a dad, but there's many qualities or many things that they did that I'm not going to pass on. And that's one of the things is, you know, I'm, I was so dedicated and devoted to being an all in dad, wanted to make sure I was there for everything, for everything that my boys did where my parents weren't. And that was one of the things that I picked up. That's just was not, that was a non-negotiable for me. I was going to make sure I was there and I work in corporate America. And it was one of those things where if I had a corporate job and that job said, no, we need you here. You can't go to your son's game. We need you here. I would have found a new career. I would have found another job because that's how important it was to me. Um, For you, you know, kind of building this brand and it's now taking you all over, essentially all over the world uh, in in doing different events and stuff. What kind of conversations do you have with your kids when you have those times where, hey, you know what, dad's not going to be able to be there uh, for this event um, because I have to do this. And, you know, I provide for the family. uh, It provides a roof over your head. How do you have those conversations with your kids? Kind of how you just said it, really, um, letting them know that I love them, that I'm not doing it to be away from them, and that this is kind of serving the the bigger, I don't know, want to say purpose, but it's sort of of the family, which is, um, actually, I want to back that, you know, we, we going back to the conversation about um, scheduling, you mentioned scheduling time. We, we schedule vacations. So we're taking uh, a road trip 
this Saturday for nine days, seven, eight days to the Oregon coast. And it's something we do every spring break. Um, we just took our kids to Mexico. We try to get away and do fun things. I've always wanted to travel with them. So I use stuff like that as an example. See, I'm going to be gone this week, but th this kind of lifestyle that I have to live supports us and allows us to go to Mexico and go do these trips where we get to spend all this time together. And so I just sort of remind them that it's not like I want to be gone and I'm going to be gone all the time, but it's for a reason. And um, yeah, but it's tough. I mean, my son, you know, I've done some traveling this year and I think I was in Florida and my wife told me that he, he cried, I think on a Saturday night, I left Friday and he was just really sad that I wasn't there at all over the weekend. And that, that really hurt. <laughs> that was a tough one to, cause yeah, I don't want my kids feeling that way because, you know, I caused that. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to just, I don't know, every day just be supportive in there as, as much as possible. Um, I used to work nights a lot to grow this business and I've made an effort lately to make sure that I'm not, I'm not scheduling meetings. I'm not work, doing anything at night. I'm there having dinner with the kids for those reasons now. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sometimes, listen, I know that there are many of you parents out there that are watching or listening to this and go, you know, Brian, I think that's great that you're able to be at all your kids' functions and stuff, but I just can't. I get it. There are things that we just can't be at everything for, but it's making sacrifices in areas of your life uh, to make up for those times that you may be missing. I know for me, you know, I said, I coached all their teams and all that. There were times in my life where I had to leave the office at two o'clock to be at a game because I was the coach and I would get to the office at 4 AM to make sure that I could leave by two. So there's certain sacrifices that I made. That's what you have to do as a parent. You have to make those sacrifices and you explaining, having a open conversation with your kids to say, look, I know I'm going to miss this because I have to be away, but trust me when I'm back, it's you and me, and we're going to make the best of it uh, when I'm, when I'm home. So those conversations are what, what's important. You were going to say something. Yeah. And I think, you know, meaning it and actually following through is really important. It'd be easy to, to sort of say those, maybe you don't mean to lie at the time, but it'd be easy to lie at the time and say, I'll be back. I promise. And then you kind of don't do much with it. I think really being back and committing to that shows them that you do mean it. And the next time it happens, um, maybe they, it hurts a little less if you will. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I, I get it. I get it. Um, yeah. If if there is a dad that is out there watching this, maybe a mom too, I've had moms on my show, maybe a mom too, that uh, is watching this and saying, you know, I'm really trying to grow my business right now. And I'm really struggling and finding that balance between family time and, and growing my business. How do you do it, Eric? How do you, how do you, how do you make sure that you're connected with your family when you are home or how do you keep from not developing or working on your brand a little bit more or answering that email, what do you do to kind of navigate through that? I'd like to say I'm perfect at that, but I'm, I'm not, <laughs> but you know, I've gotten better over the years for sure. Um, really it's about, you know, for email, for example, I used to be constantly answering my emails, uh, cause that's how I had to grow, but I've learned it doesn't have to be that way. Um, so I, 
do more scheduling of when I do my emails, when I answer my emails. I don't schedule meetings at night. I wake up early if I have, you know, I get up at five when the kids get up at 630. That gives me an hour and a half to get some things that I need done um, after they go to bed. There, there are times that you can really lock in and, and get work done. That doesn't have to be when you're with your kids. Um, so I think for me, it's just kind of creating boundaries, if you will, of when you do work and when you don't. And realize that the time with your kids, if they're, say, in school, when you see them is really small, maybe four to eight. That's only four hours out of the whole day. And if you think about that, you can really just put things away and just be with them because, um, you don't. I don't know, you don't get that time back. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know it as a dad that's been a dad for several years now, uh, the time with our kids, the our kids grow up so fast. And in a blink of an eye, it can be gone. I mean, my son is 24 now and I can remember taking him to school as a freshman in high school. And now he's already out of college and in, you know, working in, in the real world. Uh, so it goes by so fast. So those little moments, I think about, I've had, I've heard stories, Eric, I've heard stories of parents that weren't able to be at I just use sports, but I heard one particular story where this dad was not able to be at his son's uh, basketball game. And it was a game that the son had made his first three pointer ever. He had never made one before and he made one and his dad was away. And after the game that night, he, you know, he talked to his son. He said, Hey, how did the game go? And he goes, Oh, you should have seen it, dad. I made my first three pointer ever. I, you know, he was all like fired up. And the dad was excited for him, but the dad was crushed because yeah. he missed it. He missed it. And back, I'm sure. To, to oh see. man. I mean, it's just one of those things where you go, man, if I could just rewind time, I would rearrange my schedule to make sure I made the time to be at that game. Um, those, those kind of things, those are just lessons of, Hey, I understand us as parents. We don't always have the time to be at every little thing, but you never know what you're going to miss. If you're not there, you never know what you're missing out on. So I say make sacrifices in other areas of your life in order for you to be at as much things or as many things as you can for your kids. Um, and it sounds like you're doing that with your scheduling and, and you got you and your wife are communicating as far as, uh, you know, what you have planned or what's coming up and, and how is it going to impact the family? Those are the good conversations to have that sometimes they're tough, but those are good conversations to have that open line of communication to really help you, um, not only elevate who you are and your brand, but also, um, being the dad that you want to be clearly you want to be. So that's awesome. Uh, I want to ask you about your your brand now a little bit. Um, you are, I mean, it's taken many years. Uh, you've really started, you know, over the last, I would say a couple of years or so, you've really started to take off in this thing and, and it's really starting to open up doors for you. Um, what kind of things are on the horizon for you as far as big opportunities that are coming up? Can you share any of them? Yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't have anything uh, super major to promote or, or share. It's really, I'm getting into this, you know, travel realm, um, you know, where I used to do local events in Boise, a five hour wedding. And, you know, I was really, am still really involved in weddings and just really committed to being the best 
DJ MCA could possibly be. Um, but now I'm starting to shift my brand into doing private events out of state. I, I'm getting paid to do a one hour and 15 minute set in Vegas in December on a Tuesday at a club. And so that's changing how I think about where I'm going and promoting my business. Um, I got to open for Snoop back in December and that was really cool. cool. Um, That's cool. A lot of those kind of opportunities are coming. And then a lot of the mashups and things that you hear on TikTok and, and Instagram, a lot of that stuff I'm doing on turntables and I want to advance my per- production skills. So I actually just signed up for a class to learn how to produce on a more complex advanced level, because I think that's a skill that I always wanted to learn and never did. And I'm always about learning and growing and just continuing to educate myself. And that's one area that I'm going to focus on. I'm always finding a school. Like this whole time I grew my business, I was, I, I was always trying to learn whether it was public speaking, how to manage my business. I was always learning from somebody. And this is kind of my next phase of learning is uh, more technical production. Oh, that's awesome. What's the, uh, what's the most challenging thing when it comes to, let's say you're doing an event or something, do the other special requests that you just go, Oh man, I don't know if I can do that. I mean, has there been anything that's been really challenging that you've had to overcome? Um, you mean for like a music yeah. perspective or, uh, not really that I can think of. Um, no, <laughs> I wish I had a good answer for you. You know, that's One good. Challenges I've had with, traveling is actually finding all the equipment locally. I load up my trailer and I I have all the lights and the speakers and everything, but somebody wants to hire me out to do their wedding in New Hampshire. I have to f- figure out where to get all of that stuff. So it's become a real challenge. Um, not that I, not one that I was expecting, but to uh, really deal with all of that production side of things to make sure I can actually do the event um, well, hopefully you have a production production team or something that can start loading that stuff up for you. So all you have to do is fly there. They can get everything else there. Well, it's um, finding them. That's been the, yeah, the, the hard part, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I wish I had a good story about, you know, challenging music, but I don't know. I do a lot of preparation and such. So it's, it's never too big of a, a, a big deal. Well, it seems like, you know, based on what you do on social media and all that, it seems like you're you're trying different things, putting different things together. It's almost like your, your posts on social media are almost like, uh, you're practicing. That's your time to practice, uh, for different events and stuff that you go to, but I don't know. Do you, are you looking at doing any type of, um, maybe concerts or anything like that, where you're the center of attention up on stage, maybe people are calling out different songs for you to mash up. I mean, is that something you've thought about? Um, I mean, I certainly could, do something like that. Yeah. I think it'd be fun. I was, I didn't participate in this, but I, I went to this really nice, this really cool, uh, DJ conference and I got, I've gone every year for like three or four years and they do a mashup show as part of the entertainment where they take some of the top DJs and they do that. They have to battle these three DJs battle on mashups and the crowd gets to kind of decide who's the best. And, uh, those happened before I became kind of popular. So I never got to participate, but I think that would be it. I think it'd be a ton of fun to do something like that. Absolutely. You, you have to, you have to do a DJ battle show. You have to. So much fun. Yeah. Maybe even on TV or something like, I don't know, some sort of morning show or I don't know what it would be, but 
I'm, I'm open to opportunities and exploring all of that stuff. I think it'd yeah. be a ton of fun. Uh, I think it'd be fun to be on the radio. Um, yeah. That's, that's cool. Uh, yeah, you have to, I mean, you definitely have to do a battle show. You'd, you'd kick tail in that. <laughs> that would be awesome. Uh, who, who's your inspiration? What kind of, what kind of people do you look up to as, as inspiration for some of the stuff that you do? Oh man. Um, gosh, one of the, so he's newer, but I, I look at his work as he got really popular. I think during the pandemic, his name is uh sick. Ick. And he does a lot of mashup stuff. He's done work with Madonna, um, uh, Mark Morrison, Return of the Mac. Uh, but he's had his stuff. It's more high level produced and has been put on Spotify in our official tracks. And I, oh. I just would love to, you know, kind of follow in those footsteps and be and be able to make tracks that actually get put on the radio, put on a streaming service, and go beyond this sort of just social media um, or mixing live. Um, so somebody like him, um, there's a producer called girl talk from the two thousands. He did a ton of mashups, um, and had full length CDs and such of just really crazy, intense mashups. Uh, so just, yeah, looking for inspiration there for sure. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Um, one more question and then I'll let you go. I think about, um, you know, there's a lot of popular DJs and, and all that out there. Who's, who's one of your, other than the guy that you just mentioned, like, what'd you say? Sick Nick or it's hard to it's sick. Ick. Sick. Ick. Okay. Uh, So (laughs) other, other than that, I mean, what, what kind of DJs have been your inspiration to kind of, you know, got you into doing what you're doing? Oh man. Um, trying to think. So I, I don't mix like this, but I've always been a massive fan of DJ Jazzy Jeff. Oh yeah. He, he's incredible. He can scratch and beat juggle and do a lot of things that I just can't do. And I am okay with that. Cause I just, he is just a true hip hop DJ and I've seen him spin live a few times and uh, he's just super inspiring to me. Uh, guys like, you know, these are EDM guys, but like Calvin Harris, um, uh, Avicii guys that are just doing big headlining shows, but also producing really unique music that get people just feeling a certain type of way. Uh, that's, those guys are really inspiring as well. Oh, that's cool. A DJ, he's, he's, he's awesome. Uh, is, is he still, is he still doing stuff? I know, oh, yeah. he, I know he does some things, but yeah, I haven't seen him around as much as he used to be, obviously. Yeah. I think he's a little more low key. Um, he does, he was on the Grammys. The, I don't know if you watched the Grammys, but they did this big, uh, hip hop anniversary tribute with all these old, uh, old school rappers, some new school, but they just did this really long tribute. It was amazing. If you're a hip hop fan and Jazzy Jeff had a, a little routine on there. So he was part of that. He does, uh, a lot of, he has like an online radio show that he does and he's, he's active for sure. Yeah. You can't scratch. I can a little bit, but I'm not, not like him. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I think that would be like a, that's like DJ, DJ 101, I think is what you, is scratching, isn't it? Well, it depends on the kind of DJ you are. So I started out mixing house music and electronic music, which is you're, you're blending tracks for, you know, a minute long and you're in, in adding new sounds. And so I was more of that style of DJ and less of 
the hip hop style. And um, I don't know, once I got into weddings and such, I just never pursued scratching. I'm actually, uh, I'm humble enough to say I'm, I'm learning how to get better at scratching. I've got a course that I'm taking and I'm just always trying to improve because I want to, I, I want to be a really good scratcher. I can do a little bit, but I'm not, I'm, I'm not trying to show off. <laughs> uh, all right. So what's your, uh, what's your stage name? Cause you go by Eric Rhodes, but I mean, come on, you got to have a stage name. I wish I had something cool to give you, but I, yeah, I just go by my first and last name, DJ Eric Rhodes. I've just, uh, I'm when just I was in college. No, when I was in college, I was DJ Erosion. That was my, there you go. Well, there you go. <laughs> it was kind of a play on E Rhodes, Eric Rhodes, Erosion. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, there you yeah. go. There All it right. is. There it is. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Erosion. There it is. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> bring it back. Oh man. Uh, so cool. I, I'm, you know, well, before I say that, let me, before I say this, let me just say, um, if my listeners want to look you up, learn a little bit more about you, all that stuff, best places for them to do that. Yeah. I think a good place to start would just, most people are on, I think, Instagram, um, at DJ Eric Rhodes is, uh, a good place to start. Same with TikTok at DJ Eric Rhodes. If you want to listen to some mixes, you can go to mixcloud.com slash DJ Eric Rhodes. Uh, YouTube, same. All the handles are the same. I'm working on a new website. Otherwise, I'd send you to a website, but that's not quite finished yet. So, okay. yeah. All right. I'll make sure I put all those in the show notes. But, uh, Eric, uh, it's been great to get to know you a little bit more. I'm looking forward to continuing our friendship. And I am uh, looking forward to seeing you uh, kind of grow in this brand that's really taken, taken off. Uh, I'm excited to see where your future goes. Uh, and uh, thank you for sharing your wisdom and the stuff that you're doing, but also your wisdom when it comes to being a dad and and the, not only the good things, but the struggles that you go through as a dad. Uh, I appreciate you uh, sharing that and being on the show, my friend. Thanks, Brian. I appreciate it. I appreciate what you're doing here too. It was a really, really great conversation and I'm, I'm glad we glad we did this. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Eric. Uh, listen, guys, if you're not checking out what Eric's doing, uh, you're missing the boat because uh, he's got some amazing stuff out on social media. So please make sure you're checking it. Go to Instagram. Just look him up. Uh, and trust me, just look him up, watch a video or two. And I, I guarantee you, you're going to be hooked. The guy's amazing. He's talented. Uh, it's fun. It's entertaining. Uh, and uh, Trust me, you'll enjoy it. I certainly did the first time I came across his page and uh, I continue to enjoy the stuff he's doing. So I'll make sure to put all of his links in the show notes. Uh, but thank you again to my good friend, Eric Rhodes, for being on the show. I appreciate it. And as always, if you haven't subscribed yet to my YouTube channel or Eric's for that matter, if you haven't subscribed yet, please make sure you do that so you don't miss any of the awesome guests that I have on each and every week. And as always, I look forward to seeing you all on the next episode of Dad Up. Wow, another amazing episode in the books. So much was shared and I'm truly grateful my guest was able to pour into you to help you elevate your dad game and really dad up. Make sure you bang that subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode. And while you're here, please don't forget to leave me a rating and a review. I always appreciate the feedback. Also, did you know you can watch the video interview of this episode? You can by simply going to my YouTube channel at Dad Up Podcast please don't forget to subscribe to my channel. And one last thing, don't forget, your role as a dad is one of the most important roles you have. So if you need a little help or have questions, 
Don't hesitate to reach out to me on my website at dataptribe.com or at my Instagram page at datapodcast. Until next time, everyone, data up.